0: Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Zerman with Becker's HealthCare. Thank you for tuning into the Becker's HealthCare podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Rita Hernandez-Figge, Chief Operating Officer with MedHQ. Rita, thank you for talking with us today.
1: Well, good morning, Brian.
0: So, so to begin, can, can you just uh, you know take a moment to introduce yourself and, and tell us a bit more about MedHQ?
1: It'll be my pleasure to introduce myself. I am Rita Hernandez-Figge. I'm Chief Operating Officer with MedHQ. I've been with MedHQ for about uh, three years, a little over three years now. MedHQ is a provider of services to ambulatory surgical centers. We provide accounting, human resource, and credentialing services to ambulatory surgical centers, primarily healthcare organizations throughout the country.
0: Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for being here, Rita. Um, The the first question I have for you as, as we sort of get into the conversation here, can you, can you talk a bit about the current recruitment and retention landscape in healthcare right now? You know, what are the major difficulties ASCs are, are really experiencing?
1: Well, it's interesting because it's not just ASCs who are experiencing um, a shortage of healthcare service workers, um, and this is a problem that has been ongoing for a number of years. COVID, of course, did not help the, the situation any, but early as 2017, we began to hear about shortages in the labor market. And that really has to do with healthcare providers, nurses, med techs, people that are really integral in, in running a surgery center. So a lot of these shortages come from the fact that the baby boomer generation is aging. A lot of the baby boomers will be out of the workforce within the next 20 years years. And an interesting component to that is that this group of individuals will also require additional medical care. So what this has done is put a strain on uh, primarily the nursing market. BLS in 2017 talked about the this, this shortage that is expected to last through 2026. Mercer followed up with a survey as well, 2017, that, that talked about this very thing. And then again, the American Association of Nursing also talks about and its survey in 2018 talked about the fact that we are experiencing the shortage of nursing staff, but also the education of nursing staff and other medical care providers that really impact the market. It
0: sounds like these are really, you know, big trends, right? Sort of kind of a good deal of it might be out of the hands to healthcare leaders to really kind of control in their own um, organization. But, but I'm wondering if you can talk about what, you know, uh, leaders of AFCs can control here. You know what, what resources or strategies can they leverage to overcome or, or sort of mitigate some of the challenges that you you sort of you pointed to when you laid out those broader trends.
1: I think the biggest thing and advice that we can give ambulatory or surgical centers and their healthcare leaders is to know your market. Not all markets are experiencing the same kind of labor shortage, but know who your where your market is. Are you experiencing shortages? What can you do personally? And I know last year was a tough year with coronavirus. And of course, the beginning of this year has not been incredibly great either, but it's really getting to get back into attending your association meetings, knowing who's available, getting your name, your presence out there as a place to work. So I can't tout enough how important it is to bring name recognition into the market. Don't underestimate recruiting either. Recruiting takes time. You need to be recruiting all the time. This isn't just when you have an opening. You should be out there talking about your surgery center, the good that you bring to the community. You know, rely on referrals. You're at association meetings or you know people within your industry. There's other reasons why people get together either via Zoom or live meetings where you can talk about your center and the benefits of working at your center. Referrals. Talk to your current employees. Do they know anyone you know when you talk to somebody and maybe you have a candidate outside of your own surgery center or referral from your own surgery center but maybe that candidate is in a good fit for whatever reason don't hesitate to ask them for a referral who else do you know is there anyone that you can recommend for this and it's just an ongoing process of always being there recruiting and talking about the benefits of your particular center Let's not forget that ambulatory surgical centers for the most part have great working hours. Unlike hospitals, they're not working you know, different shifts. Uh, a lot of times weekends are off. So these are all positives that we should be talking about all the time. Of course, there's also the opportunity, and I know a lot of centers don't want to hear this, but there is the opportunity of paying a recruiter. There are times when a recruiter is necessary is when you're looking for someone uh, very quickly or somebody with a very specific skill set because they have already spent their time doing exactly that kind of research, knowing who's in the market, knowing the schools that are in the market. And, and I didn't hit upon that enough, but knowing your nursing schools, knowing the schools that produce your medical assistants or your search techs in the area, who's doing the certifying, stay in touch with those schools. Those, those people can also be good leads to a pipeline of candidates. There's also the opportunity to do externships with some of these schools, especially when it comes to medical assistance and surgical techs and the like. These are your your future employees, so don't be afraid of assisting someone who may need some hours for certification, because in the long run, that could also be a good pipeline for your organization.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Rita, for, for laying that out. Some really great um, advice and, and tactical steps folks can take out there. I'm curious, I want to I look ahead now, look forward and what do you think in five years, say, what does the recruitment and retention landscape look like for ambulatory surgery centers?
1: You know, that's a hard one to predict. This, both the Bureau of Labor Statistics and every other survey out there saying there's going to be a shortage for the next five to 10 years. I think it's planned for that. Understand what your current market is and continue to encourage and And talk to people in your own labor market about coming to work for a surgery center. And I know that sounds like it's a hard task. You've got your full time job to do on a day in and day out, but running a center it means you're always recruiting. That's like any other company that you work for. You should always be really looking for talent. And if that talent has to be talent that you may get from another location, so sometimes you know word of mouth is a good thing. Maybe you know a candidate or an individual who may know somebody who is looking to relocate into your market. There's a number of things you can do to accommodate recruiting, but it is labor-intensive. It takes time. But once you get that to be part of your normal, everyday process, always being on the lookout for people, I believe that that will help. But the fact that there is a labor shortage and the baby boomer generation is retiring at a, you know, it's the largest generation out there and it is retiring, it is aging, creates a real need for people. So I think you cannot underestimate the the labor market shortage. But again, always reminding people of the positives of working for ambulatory surgical centers. It's a different type of environment than hospital environment. I think that ambulatory surgical centers are in a good place for future recruiting.
0: Thank you so much, Rita, for for Pointing out all these challenges, but really, again, bringing it back to the positive. And you've done a wonderful job at sort of laying out steps folks can take to to try and address these challenges and, and really integrate recruiting into their d- daily workflows and just making it a part of what they do. But I'm curious if, if as we close here, if you have any final thoughts or advice for, for our listeners that maybe we didn't get to um, over the course of this this brief conversation we've had.
1: Um, Again, going back to this labor market shortage, when you talk to a candidate, the timing may not be right for them right now. Stay in touch with these people. You never know whether they'll have a referral for you in the future, or they themselves may come into a circumstance that changes. And once you recruit someone, let's not forget that finding someone is only part of the challenge. Um, You find someone, you need to make sure you stay and remain engaged with that candidate throughout the entire process, because many times it's a couple of weeks before someone starts with the labor shortage being what it is today. Don't be surprised if somebody else hires your candidate away from you before day one. So I encourage that that communication, that bond that you form with your um, potential employees, it starts from the moment you start recruiting the very first conversation you have with someone and continues right up through the day they start. And once they start, it continues while they're employed with you. You want to make sure that you understand what it is they need um, to make them feel fulfilled and successful. Also, what you need in your workplace, so being clear, communicating constantly. You want people to feel part of your organization. It's not just a headcount. This is a career for someone. And I think between those things, you know, really finding your candidate pool, engaging your candidate pool, and then just continuing and helping them grow within your organization. I think is is, is a great story.
0: Well, Ria, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for for sharing all that with our listeners.
1: Thank you. I appreciate being part of the podcast.
0: Absolutely. We also want to thank our podcast sponsor, MedHQ. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckersascreview.com.